Hi, and welcome to the Pick a Team podcast. I'm Maeve. And I'm Forbes. And we have our first guest. We are so honored to welcome my coworker, and he's going to introduce himself. So, yeah, introduce yourself. Hey, hey, yo, what's up, guys? How are you? How are you guys been doing? It's a pleasure for me to join you guys. And uh, so, yeah, for Nicholas, joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Nicholas. So he is my coworker. He works with me at the More Than Sports Podcast Network. We're both hockey writers. We've done a couple collaborative articles that you should definitely check out. We power ranked all of the teams in the NHL, which was um, I did not know how hard that was going to be. And then we were like sitting there, and I was like, "Oh god, that's thirty-two teams," and we had to write about all of them. It did devolve into us just roasting them, though, by the end, which was <laughs> as it should have, as um, it should be. We had some real funny. I don't know, Forbes. Do you? read it right where it's like the jets are a disappointment yeah. like i just like was like roasted the teams like just we were yeah. all like your flyer the the nicholas is one of the flyers just like remember the flyers were good and it was like jesus <laughs> like way to go like right to the point yeah, uh but yeah I, I, that's that's how i uh i remember the devils when i'm like nothing to see here unless i'm gonna see prospects that could be something in a few years yeah, uh, yeah just it's like we were just roasted we were just going in like after like the top like 16 teams it was just like roast 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 like even how the dallas they start- get good unless yeah unless they, they are roasted, roasted. <laughs> yeah this is how you climb in the power rankings you have get to be absolutely obliterated yes that's true i think i wrote i didn't know i didn't roast the cats as much as i should have i think i was a little nicer to them because i know how much you love them for oh you shouldn't be nice to them because of my own biases good lord they I think should I just be said, roasted i think i roasted them on like being like with an aging roster and a coach who refuses to play the young players like going against a tough team like calgary is going to be rough for them yeah, was kind of my thing just a fact it's just it's not a really a roast. Just a oh rat. my god! That again, my favorite tweet was there was like at this point the Capitals are just gonna come out on the ice with their walkers, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm guessing for the Capitals, like he has so much confidence in uh, the older guys there. He just, he just, he wants. I guess there's a form of loyalty there, maybe. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Blame you. I don't blame you for for your opinion on the Capitals. Yeah, and Forbes has a lot of opinions on the Capitals, so she will share them during our Caps segment. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, this week, not much like cool things happened. A lot of people got injured in the NHL is what I noticed this week. That was my what happened this week in the NHL. Yeah. So a lot of people got injured, like Chikrin got injured, someone else got injured. Also, NHL scheduling, can I just shout, like, give a negative shout out to NHL scheduling, where last night the only game on was the Ottawa Senators versus the Arizona Coyotes. Like, know, what the hell? <laughs> A real can't miss. Oh, oh, man. oh, they had it on the big screen at the place where I was having dinner with my friend for her birthday. They had it like on the giant, like, giant screen. And I was like, really? Like, this Poor is what thing. you're put on your big screen? Okay. You ruined her birthday. Way to go. Way to go. God. Only the thing, though, those Kachina jerseys. Mmm. I love the Kachina jerseys. I just, I do adore them. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to start with the abs because they also had a lot of injuries and also a very big week. So, like, Start the week, they uh, blew a 3 nothing lead to the Devils. And I was like, am I watching the Leafs? What am I doing here? Um, it was really brutal. But, you know, every team has a bad game. And I think the, the Avs are entitled to one. Again, their PDO is finally back to normal. So they're hitting mm-hmm. posts again. And they're being unlucky now. Fi- like, finally, kind of? So it's like, yeah, they're going to lose some. And that's just how it is. And they're going to lose win, some bad you ones. They're gonna, you win lose some, some, you lose some. Yes. Exactly. And you're going to lose some stinkers, like to the Devils, where you blow a 3 nothing lead. Um, that's just how it works sometimes. But then, um, after that, like, a few days later, 
It was announced that Gabe Landeskog is apparently getting knee surgery, so the captain is going out to get knee yeah. surgery. They said he'll hope he'll be back by the stretch run, which I think is like by the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The stretch run is very vague to me. I'm like, April? Like, you mean April? He'll be back it by- It sounds like late April to me too. Right? So I'm, I'm guessing they mean like hopefully back by the playoffs, but he does take $7 million off the cap ahead of the deadline, so. There's some cap oh, shenanigans. Boy. Joe Sackick is pulling some cap shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, keep and then, in mind as well uh, that when you lose a captain, it, it's a big loss to a locker room. It's a big yeah. loss on the field. So it's you never want to lose your captain. No matter who has the C or, or who has the A, you never want to mm-hmm. lose your captain. It's no, just, and Gabe Landeskog is yeah. such a good captain like and i mean this honestly like he's a very gritty player he's a heart and soul player he'll fight a bitch like he goes and like he's also very skilled but he also has a great demeanor to balance out like mckinnon because mckinnon is so like this is just the rumors i've heard where it's like mckinnon is so intense and so like we gotta win we gotta win like so competitive but landis cog can like calm down the locker rooms like he's like Nate, like, calm down, like, chill. Like, so you can get Nate to calm down, like, he can balance out the locker rooms, like, I think that's, like, a really important skill. So I was really worried, like, you can't really replace him. Like, you can't replace your captain in the lineup. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the Avs are a good enough team without him, but it's also, like, you can't replace what he brings. Um, Unless you're bringing Claude Giroux. I feel like that's the closest replacement you can get. (laughs) We'll talk about... (laughs) I don't know what the Flyers are going to be doing during the deadline. But I will thank them for the risk of lining deal. Oh my gosh, yeah. You're sa- so Nicholas is a Sabres fan, um, so he's going to be talking with us in depth about the Winter Classic. But yeah, for the Avs, the Heritage Gerard classic. is... Heritage Classic. I said Winter Classic? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Heritage Classic. Good. There's the Winter Classic Stadium Series and Heritage Classic, and they're all one thing in my brain. Mm-hmm. Because they're all outdoors. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. anyway, um, the, like, the Avs, then Gerard is also out injured right now for four weeks and he's a really good second pairing guy um and then they signed pavel francois to a two billion two-year deal which is great because he's a great backup he has a 0.92 save percentage he's injury prone but so is darcy kemper those was the whole team the abs like i so spoiler alert re- last week i went on a podcast to talk about the abs and like take a shot every time i say injury prone because i say it every like i say it every five minutes I'm like this team is injury prone like you don't understand they're always injured somehow and yeah sam runs out for four weeks so that's also not great but he does again more cap space ahead of the trade deadline maybe perhaps maybe so that's good um yeah and then they traded for josh manson yesterday which was monday mm-hmm. um Traded for Josh Manson. They traded Drew Hellison and like a second round pick in 2023 uh, for Josh Manson, who is an expiring UF. He's gonna be like he's gonna be a UFA next season. But he's a solid defenseman. His plays dropped off in the last couple of years, but he's also been on like the rebuilding ducks. So like how much of that is like him and how much of that's the team. Uh, but he's like big body, he's physical, he'll add a great asset to the the team, especially when they need defensive depth right now and they need mm-hmm. it in the playoffs because again, always freaking fragged injured there's always at least like two ass players injured at one time uh it just happens to be like two very important ones and then today right before we recorded this podcast <laughs> joe sackick was like what if i just like traded tyson jost so tyson jost uh now is a minnesota wild um he so was traded cool. for nico something nico Nico Sturm. Sturm. Yeah, yeah who i have no clue who he is 
Nico Sturm. Okay, to me, I, I'm like blast from the past, Nico Sturm. Like I don't remember anything about him since he was like in San Jose. Or no, maybe I think of something different. I don't fucking know anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> well, the wild of that team where it's like now they've just gotten exciting. So like now I'm like paying more attention to them. But before I was like when they were kind of a boring team, I didn't know their players. So I don't know. I was like Nico Strom, who star you? So I have to yeah. do more research into him you to figure out what they're adding. I'll say one thing. You think they're exciting now? Wait till next year. Oh, with the cap hell they're going to be in? <laughs> oh my god, they're going to be in such cap hell. That's what you get when... Guess who's... Okay, also to like... On the subject of Flyers failures, um, or Fletcher failures. Uh, <laughs> my god, that's the, the Suter and Parise deals were signed by Chuck Fletcher when he was GM of Minnesota. He's, he's the gift that keeps on giving. Really? That's another nepotism. Nepotism. <laughs> he is in the league because only five GMs ever get a job, I swear to God. Um, but yes, that's what's happening with the abs. Lots of stuff. Uh, lots of clearing. And also, too, I don't know about Strom's deal, but like, it is not that I think it's a bad idea for Joe Sack to go all in and to get a bunch of rentals. Um, I've said my piece where I just would prefer he get, if he's going to trade for a forward, a high school forward, I'd prefer it with someone with terms because you're losing, you could potentially lose Nachushkin, Kadri, and Burakovsky, which is like half of your top six mm -hmm. um, if they all walk. So having just like one of like a JT Miller who at least has a year left on his contract would be like a little bit better, especially because Darcy Kemper is also a UFA. So like that's, I don't know, we'll talk more about the trade deadline later, but that just to me is like, I think there's going to be another move, whether it's for Daru or not. We'll see. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. the ask. So Caps time. Let's talk about the Caps. There's not like too, too much going on with the Caps. Um, again, my whole like time to panic thing turned out to be ill-conceived, which again, I should never make, I should never, I just shouldn't make any calls. I shouldn't, I just should stop. No, but, you, um, you, you had every right to. I mean, I, I, I didn't was blame like, you for that. Yeah, beginning of March, I was like, time to panic. But anyway, so they did Ross get killed by Calgary. Crazy. They didn't get destroyed. Like, TJ Oshie survived. What? TJ Oshie survived! He fucking survived. North and Dakota then, legend, TJ Oshie. Yeah, for real. And then, <laughs> you know, OT lost to the Oilers. And of course, it was McDavid, game-winning goal. And I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. Take that one. I'll take my one point and I'll leave. And then um, they, uh, they, uh, Lars Eller hat trick against your boy Demko. <laughs> oh man. Or no, what am I saying? No, Lars Eller game winner, koozie hat trick. That's what happened in Vancouver. I watched I that. In reverse. I watched that game. <laughs> yeah, like that koozie hat trick was for me, just for me. And it just was so for fun. you. It's just for so, the yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah, just for the girls. Exactly. And then, uh, so tonight is Washington Islanders, which should be pretty hilarious. We'll see what happens. This will be the one they lose, probably. Like, well, this is also oh, such, yeah. like, this is like old men versus old men game. It's really like, funny. <laughs> but I gotta say, like, the, the Calgary game and the Edmonton game, like, they were so good. They, like, really felt like playoff games, like, it was, like, really tough and really gritty, but I was, like, really happy to see, like, the pieces are coming together. Anthony Manthony is, like, doing his part on this team. He's back from injury, and he's crushing it, and I'm so happy. So, well, the again, Flames, I really man. don't know what my my playoffs hope hopes for Washington are, but... They're gonna, they're they're gonna at least now. make it. They're gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, I think so, right? And I don't think now I'm at a point where I'm like, maybe you won't embarrass yourselves either. <laughs> <laughs> great. 
Well, the, the, oh man, the flames are the real deal. And I actually forgot to add that in my ab segment with Gerard and uh, Landis Cog out. Darcy Kemper shut out as beat the flames 3 0. So he is a fantastic play. He is so good. Like, <laughs> he, he is one of the best goalies in the league. Kemper, yeah, I agree. Avs fans are freaking out about goaltending, and they shouldn't be. I think it's just because, again, they're scarred from, like, Grubauer, and, like, Grubauer not being as good of a goalie as he actually really should have been. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, Avs fans don't know. But, yeah, I'm glad your Capitals are doing better, Forbes, because you didn't need two depressing teams at once. And also, too, you were right to say the panic thing. Also, Leafs fans overreact to everything, okay? It's because we're all anxious because we have good reason to be, and so mm. we overreact to things and it's fine. It's valid. Right. We're and very valid. Sickness in the left side and the right side of my brain. <laughs> so they like sometimes it just becomes like such a mess in there. It's the Leafs fan but mental illness where you're just exactly. like every Leafs fan has an anxiety disorder at this point. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. I, but let's be real. Every every fan base has a right to feel that way. I it's mean, so true. Like all sports fans everywhere. It's like you have subscribed for a psychosis you have volunteered this why do you do it to yourselves we don't know but all of us all this of us is, in the same how, boat that is so true this is coming from a guy who's like a jags jets hornets sabers and sir like, I, i'm the i have like the weirdest fandom of like themes i have right now. <laughs> but yeah it, you're right it's like a subscription to the psychosis like yeah you've you willingly walk, like walked in with your eyes wide open like would you like and you got to be in pain all the time would you like to feel anguish every day of the week yes but, yes but, i but, would like that but the but the best part about having that is you get and even though it's that psychosis thing you told like you said earlier you still get that happiness factor of being around it's people true. that have this every same now level and then a little yeah, yeah you do get the happiness of a little nugget of serotonin a little no. tiny okay. bit little of dopamine nugget. <laughs> but also too you find like it, what's nice about it is you do have find understanding because you all have the same psychosis it, like different yes, slightly true. different ways like yeah. all like but also too i do think it yeah sorry no. how the yeah you're good and that is how fan bases connect they connect yes, through true. that it's level the community the insanity that unites us all <laughs> was it like yeah sports it unites us all it's like no it's the insanity yeah. it's the mental <laughs> illness um no because i again like i think and also too like we're all we're all fans of very fashion pa- like passionate we come from very passionate fan bases right like the leaves the sabers um you were like nicholas works for, at ubs so he's around islanders fans a lot so you know he we're all used to being around fan bases that care way too much about their teams um and who also have like storied pasts but hard have faced some hard struggles in their current times. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's all it's all uh, it's all a spectrum and fandom. So actually, but the, yeah. but the, that's the best part of sports, in my opinion. Yes, what we view, but it's just the similarity everybody has with fan bases. Like you could go to a simple like store, you could go to a supermarket, and you can see like let's just say. Uh, like me, I'm a Sabres fan. You see someone wearing Sabres memorabilia. You have a similarity. You're connected to that person. Like, even though you've not met the person, you have that level of the connection, which is a big reason why sports is so awesome and so involving and so dedicated. It also just, man, it is like the bet. Like, when your team is doing decently, it is really fun and good for your... It's such a good escape mechanism from the world mm-hmm. sometimes just to enjoy your sport. 
And obviously sports are like a microcosm for society. And I understand that's how it works. Sometimes like social issues do come into sports and that's fine. But it is just like, it is the best escape mechanism until you're a Leafs fan. <laughs> and, yeah. then it's, and then it's hell. So yeah, speaking of the Leafs, let's talk about this week in Leafs hockey and how we Leafs have are... No, we don't have we to. Have let's to. not talk. Let's skip it. <laughs> we lost to Arizona and the Sabres in one week. Aren't we happy? Okay. I have so many thoughts and all of them as you know, and all of them are bad. As Sheldon <laughs> Keefe, I'm paraphrasing, but he would say. I cannot even tell you like what a struggle this week of hockey has been. There was like four games and I felt I lived a hundred years. No, I feel the same way. And I have to say, like, this week in hockey, also, too, is I've seen the stupidest takes because Leafs fans are finally realizing this team is, like, not complete. And so they're, like, really trying to scapegoat. And as an Avs reporter, they've been using the Avs because the Avs were on kind of, like, a little bit of a down streak before. Like, they, they just weren't winning as dominant. They had a skid for five seconds. And yeah, for five seconds. Something in Colorado. Yeah, and all these things are like, they have a goaltending crisis in Colorado, too. Like, the backup goalie in Colorado has a .92 <laughs> yeah, save percentage, you yeah, jackass. Like, not, not only that, but you, you got him at one of the best deals I think I've ever seen. Two years, two million. Like, I'd take that in a heartbeat if it that's, was a backup goalie. That's goal. so true. And a backup goalie with a thief. Joe Sackick is that, so good. Not only that, it's a backup goalie with a .92 save percentage. percentage. Who, like, exactly. who doesn't want it? Who is not upset? Who's upset at that? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, oh, there's a goaltending crisis in Colorado. I'm like, no, there's not. It's just, it's really frustrating as an Avalanche reporter because you're like, look, I get it. I love the Leafs too. And I understand what you're trying to say that like other teams have gone on skids as well. But I was like, this is not comparable. This is a very different team. The Avs are actually really good and have all the pieces for success and just like have some bad games, which is just any team is bound to do it eventually. You know, you can't be perfect. Like you can't get like... It's pretty impossible to have a perfect record in the NHL because 82 games in the game of hockey where luck is a big part of it, like, is it good? You're not going to get that 82 wins. So, like, I just think that that was, like, I was really frustrated because I think Leafs fans were really grasping at straws toward the end. And it's like, yeah, no, Mrazic is bad. We've So we've, we've reached, I think, honestly, we should have reached the end of the Mrazic experiment. I don't know why. I think so, too. It's done. Yeah. Like, Mrazic experiment should have ended, like, should, should be over. Like, I... I yeah. I don't know that what was the we last do. One. Sunday it, was the last try. Yeah. And it's done. And so, like, obviously, so that we lost to the Yotes. Mrazek let in four goals on 12 shots. Not good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, no, that's bad. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And then we brought in Shalgren, and then we tied up the game. And then we went to OT, and then the refs were the refs. Um, blatantly missed a call. And the worst call. The worst call. And Austin Matthews got mouthy. I will say one thing, though. He did help me out uh, Mirajic with the Sabres. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so it was like... I had, uh, like, I had, like, a Leafs friend, and we were, like, trying to figure out, like, of this, like, Columbus, Seattle, Arizona, Buffalo games, like, eight potential points. Like, how many are we going to get? And he was, like, three. And I said four. And we got five. Which is not bad or whatever, but it's like the fact that every single one of these games was like a fight for your life, including a game against the Seattle Kraken. Like, we are not a playoff team. No. We did not look like it this week. And I'm like, and this is what I mean, where I felt like I aged 100 years in like six days. Oh. Well, I have to say, the Leafs have not gotten above 900 goal, 900 um, goaltending 
since November and we're still fifth in the league and that just proved and we're also still winning games which is insane because we have a horrible we've been have had horrible goaltending and we're still winning somehow which mm-hmm. is just like shows how actually good this team could be if we had competent goaltending. it could be but again like to our point from last week Maeve is like uh, once again every night we've had to go out and score five goals or more to win yeah. which is just the most horrendous thing in the world you know well and it's like you know who else has kind of fallen off and is not, like, he, he did look all right in the beginning, but he's kind of fallen off. Tavares is just, I don't know what's going on with him. His whole line has been, the whole second line has not been producing, and I think that's no. important. With the exception of Kerfoot. <laughs> Kerfoot! <laughs> Kerfoot always he's comes like, in when you need Ray him most. always like, comes in clutch. It's like we need the tying goal of, like, who's going to get it? Kerfoot. Like, Kerfoot. <laughs> we need, like, we need to get a, we need to win no into no teeth. Like, yeah, either an OT or if like you need that last goal, like if it's like you're you need one more goal to send it overtime, just send Kerfoot out there, get him, get him to shoot it. <laughs> he serves it all the time. Like he's that much in the clutch. He, he's basically what a kicker is in football. But yeah, he, he's, you know, oh, I he's mean? so good. He's, so he's a poor man's Marie Philippe Poulin. <laughs> that's a good. That's true. Amen. Amen. An excellent analogy. Thank you. I'm so proud. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, John Tavares also too, like Islanders fans have been like saying, I know like not to me, obviously, because I don't engage with Islanders fans a lot because they, they are very angry at me. So like they get very angry at these fans. So, but um, a lot of them were like, yeah, no, John Tavares is just a hot, cold player. And that's just how he is. And it's true. And he's also aging. So like, I don't blame him as much. I also think like he, he brings more to the team than just what he can score. And also too, I think there's been a lot of games where John Tavares is like, had just the worst luck. Like, he just hits a post. Like, that Vancouver game, man, he could have had a hat trick in that game with the amount of times he, like, was trying to get on. Like, he is hungry for it, and he gets good chances. And I like him because he he goes to the front of the net a lot, which I feel like sometimes the Leafs don't do. Yeah, his, no, his plays lately have been really good. He definitely is trying, as you say. I wouldn't, uh, he's not a player that should be getting 11 and a half million per year. Honestly, yeah, in the cap era, what players aren't really worthy of it? Matthews, like McDavid, Mc, McDavid, Drysidle, I'd consider. Yeah, uh, maybe if McKinnon, I had eleven million dollars. McKinnon, to pay Tom I consider. Wilson, you know I would. I know you would pay Tom Wilson eleven million. Tom for Wilson's him. worth eleven million dollars. Back in the day, sure. if Carl, if back in the day, if Carlson was healthy, which he's he's not, and he still has eleven point five because he's declined with uh, physically. But back at the time when he was a senator, I would have definitely given him eleven and a half million. But he's not worth that now. Kale McCarr should probably be making eleven point five. Honestly, he's so good. There you go, him too. Yeah, I, he's oh, a good player. I'll give you another one. Vasilevsky, I'd give a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, oh, I'd give a little bit of that. I'd give Vasilevsky. If I can get Vasilevsky on my team. I'd give, I give Igor Shashorkin it. Uh, he's definitely one I'd give $11.5 million to. Uh, well, yeah. Single-handedly carrying the Rangers right now. The Rangers are like our Igor Shashorkin. They should just change their yeah. names to the New York and Igor Shashorkin. Yeah. You, for, you, you forgot to add one other thing, and grit. <laughs> they're like the only team I think that's invested in grit and it's been successful for them Like I, they're like the only team I can remember that went after grit and was successful oh my gosh no so um, the person who I did the podcast with Nick Upper Bowl GM shout out he was really yeah. cool uh, but he was ta- he's a Rangers fan so he was talking about like Patrick Nemeth and then of course like the next game Patrick Nemeth goes out and scores the game winning goal 
<laughs> I literally like texted him. I was like, "How dare you complain about game winning, like about elite goal scorer Patrick Nemeth?" And he was like, "I can't." He's like, "I know," and I was like, "It was just really funny." But yeah, the the Avalanche though, I think like I don't know how much it's the grit that's helped, or if it's the it's the goaltending. If it's just just jerking standing on his head and Kreider having an amazing season too. Well, yeah, not- Kreider has randomly come out and been like, "I've decided I might want a rocket trophy of my own." And like, okay, he's making like a decent push and has been all season, which is pretty wild. He's not gonna win. P.S. Austin's gonna win. But- <laughs> well, listen, say what you want about like Shorkin's great. He's one of the best goalies I think I've ever seen. Uh, but. You can't rule out Yoriev. Yoriev is a good backup too, uh, and I, and it boggles my mind. Like I, I of course I always do my research on the trade deadline. For some reason, people are saying, "Oh, trade Yoriev." Why? Why? Why would you want to trade Yoriev for? Us? But I mean, you can get a lot of assets for him. I mean, as a Leafs fan, I would love you if you traded Yoriev for us. Again, then again, it's Chris Drury as GM, and you never know what that guy's going to do. So, oh my God, Chris Drury. <laughs> See that? Yeah. Oh my God. The, the the Rangers are just yeah. I'm excited for their team. But yeah. Sorry. Back to the Leafs because we yeah yeah. Go, let's uh, go back to the Leafs. So the Leafs had a rough time. They lost Arizona. Uh, blatant missed call on Chikorin, which led to the game winner because he held up like held, was holding Austin Matthews. Right. And after all this bullshit about like hey, let's get Chikorin in Toronto. No. No more. You can't come back now. Look what you did. Chikrin. I would like to have him in Toronto, honestly. He has term and he's a solid defenseman. Like, I know, I know that he held on, like, but also, too, he was he like, ruined I, my evening. Oh, he, God. He ruined my evening as well, Forbes. Actually, yeah. let's be honest. Morazic ruined my evening. That's so fucking true. Morazic. Morazic has ruined my evenings way too many times. He is like, he is soup. He's not ruined my season, but he has ruined my evenings. Oh, God. That sucks. I know, Ugh. but yeah. So then, of course, one of the Leafs decided to start again, which I think also too was he already had like custom made pads for the game and stuff. So I think it was less of a thing of like we we have to start him because he's the better goalie and more like ah, all of this that stuff is like, already that's ready. So embarrassing if that's true. Like, oh my god, it's like. <laughs> Because it's such a weird analogy, but like, can you imagine like finding getting me on the morning of your wedding? You find out that the person you're gonna marry is like a serial killer, and someone's like, But we already made the cake, you have to get married. Oh, like, no, my god, right? Instead, it custom made like Felix Potvin pads, and then he got traded to Colorado, so it means uh. nothing. And then Michael Hutchinson got traded back, or he came back and signed in free yeah. agency or whatever. Elevao, Michael Hutchinson is still a leaf in the leaf yeah. system. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so they started, and I think honestly, like I, I wonder if this was. I think they're starting Colgren tonight. I think or Shalgren tonight to see they are. if we have like a legitimate starter in him. If we need to make the move for the goalie at the deadline, um, but Morazic, I think that was our our. I think that game was kind of like Sheldon Keith being like, okay, I'm putting you in the biggest like in the biggest stage. I'm putting you in the biggest way to like position to succeed. It's the Sabers. Like no offense, Nicholas. Um, <laughs> None taken. Listen. I'm not. I'm not a toxic fan. I just go with the flow of this. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. I just feel bad because I don't want to trash your sabers because they've been through enough. Um, no, but like, no, and no, they I also. Don't, I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you guys. But it's like it's the sabers. It's this big heritage classic game. Like you're wearing this Toronto, like Toronto Arena's jersey, which also that Arena's jersey looked so much better on the ice than it did on yeah, the like mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. It no. Did. No kidding. Well. 
Like, yeah, but well, the mannequin had like fucking blue jeans on. Like, come <laughs> on now. That was such. That was the worst reveal I've ever seen. Why didn't they just mod? Like, why didn't they film Don't some promo in the full thing? Right, like that Lululemon photo shoot for Team Canada. John, go off again. Like, come on, John. Well, no, because I like, just put like Austin Matthews in it in the full get up. Because like the full outfit was good. I actually, honestly think it made no offense to Sabres jerseys. I thought Sabres jerseys were nice, but I honestly yeah, think the. The Leafs jerseys looked better on the ice than the uh, Sabres did. Um, uh, maybe it's because I'm a fan of the Sabres. I like the Sabres one. Well, I love the Toronto one. Don't know me wrong, but maybe it's because the, the soul, the psychosis. Like if we were talking about, is then me saying the uh, this like oh, oh we're the best, we're number one, we're this, we're that, we're that. But I like I'm not like that. I compare, but. I have to do on this one. The Sabres jersey was just so fantastic on that ice. The whole entire event was great. Maybe the, yeah. I'm saying that because we because my team won, but like, yeah, yeah, of course I like got to watch it. I, 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 you watched I, I, it on right. TV. You weren't there in person, freezing your ass off in Hamilton, oh. fucking Ontario. Oh my god. Also, oh. too, the Sabres won literally when they did their walkout outfits. The oh, uh, yeah. Flint Tropic <laughs> fucking slapped. Holy shit! I was like, yeah, okay. There's yeah, no way. you There's yeah, because no like. Cause we, oh, who's I like? I feel like it was JT's idea to do the stupid, not stupid, but to do the like construction worker outfits. I was like, I get that you're honoring Hamilton, but something more interesting, please. Like yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that was um, I don't know. For me, it was just the sabers. Like the cream color didn't work, whereas I kind of would have preferred yeah, it to be a color. I agree. Yeah, I that's like, where like huh. that's where I, it kind of threw me because it just looked like I feel like the Leafs colors were so stark. And so, like, the, the Sabres cream probably would have looked good against with the royal blue and white, honestly. But, like, the navy blue and, like, bright white in contrasting with the Sabres, like, cream and, like, light blue just kind of didn't... To me, it just, to me, was not as aesthetically pleasing on the ice as the Toronto Arena's jersey was. But also, the Toronto Arena's jersey looked unpleasing to the eye until it was on the ice. So, mm-hmm. I think probably the Sabres jersey is, like, a better one to just wear out and about. And the Arena's jersey is maybe one just to just see on the ice and go, oh, that looked nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, it's just a jersey. No matter what, it, it's, 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 it's still... It's, it, it may not be as big as like the on product is. It, it's just a simple cloth. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain too too much unless it's like too too gross. Like I'll give you an example. This is a different sport, but the Jaguars color rush like mustard uniform. Just look up color rush Jaguars uniforms. They're terrible. But like I said, it's just a cloth. Like when I say, oh, I think mine team was better than your team it's like come on like it's still be it's still great like i still love i i'll i'll admit that like the toronto jersey was great too off of a mannequin but (laughs) uh, (laughs) you have to at least admit ours on a mannequin is better yeah yeah no i think i think we gotta get we gotta get bonus points that jersey reveal that night on twitter was one of the funniest of the whole season like the I absolute, love it. Everybody just losing their fucking minds over this jersey was so funny. Yeah, and honestly, everyone knows that the best jerseys in the league are the Canucks skate jersey and the Kachina. Everyone knows. Yeah, Sorry, that's my opinion. This was just these me. are facts. These are. This is these the truth. <laughs> this is what we know. Yeah. Um. But. Uh. Yeah. So let's talk about this game that was a trash fire for the Leafs and a great time for the no, Sabers. No. 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 Listen, it wasn't a trash fire. It was. It was fun. 
Yeah, you were like, it was great. I had such a fun time. Listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to rub it in. I'm just saying. Oh, you're fine. Let me have this. No, no. Sabres fans deserve it. It's been a brutal year, but with the Sabres, you have to admit, I... Like there's a lot of exciting news that's really intriguing for the future for this year. I'm, yeah. I'm as hyped as ever. Uh, I can't wait for the prospects to come in. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Olympics. I, I love Owen Power. I'm hyped. Oh for Owen yeah, Power. Owen Power is great. Owen Power he is, he it's is not gonna cool be a, at all. He's gonna be a player. Oh, he's gonna be so good. Owen Power is like gonna be amazing. I'm so like. Yeah, I I don't know. I could be going to a D1 hockey school next year, and I'm like really excited to be like prospect scouting just at like games, just like. Ooh, look 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 who this is! Look who this is! You know, like yeah, how are they playing? Players. For what prospect? What team are they on again? Like, I, I can't <laughs> wait to like, if I do that. I'm you know, and and have that, and you think, oh, can I convince them to go to my team? You know, like that psychosis like, in you. Yeah, can I put the Leafs? <laughs> can I put the Leafs fan psychosis in you and just let it bloom? <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, have you ever been to Toronto before? Have you been to Toronto? It's so nice in Toronto. Like you should really go to Toronto. I'm just like in. I'm wearing like my Toronto like sweatshirt. It's like Toronto, <laughs> like just brainwashing. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, the Sabres do have a lot of fun youth. So yeah, that game. I, I gotta say, for that game too, uh, it got me so hyped. Uh, I'm sure uh, it did. Vinny, Vinny was great. Peyton Krebs was great. Tage Thompson, who's been fantastic this season, has been great. Robert Hag, again, thank you to Chuck Fletcher and the Philadelphia uh, Flyers for gifting him and picks for Ristolainen, who stinks. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, even for the season, like, uh, even though Ocposo and Skinner, they weren't the same player that they were years ago, they've had resurrections this season. They've been great. And I'm I'm hyped as ever. Like, Cody Eakin, like, he hasn't been what he really was with uh, Vegas, but he's been good. But the guy who's been the MVP, and I'm, I'm so happy to see him on the Sabres and playing well, Craig Anderson. He, oh my god. He's been he's been better than what I thought he was gonna be when the Sabres signed him. Ottawa the Sabres, Senators the, legend. The Greg Anderson for the Sabres was brutal this season. And we tried with Malcolm Subban when we had a future trade. He didn't work out. Uh I I'm very hyped about the Sabres future here. And yes, with you know, not a lot of people go into Sabres games, which I understand, and a lot of uh, negativity because of the whole Eichel stuff. There's a lot of exciting youth that's intriguing here, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, here comes the least fan perspective. What the hell happened to us? Why are we bad, Forbes? Why are we bad? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't Why does our like, team and that suck? Was, the worst part was, is like, and like, oh man, I was going to say this before, maybe when we were talking about like the Morazic experiment, but like even fucking Keith was like, he's got a lot to prove. That's what he said before the game. So like, this is- He's so bad, good like, at like, tr- is like so going to be a little <laughs> passive aggressive man. Like he's just like, oh, oh, way too much it's disgusting i know i appreciate keith so so much it's it's over like no more morazic like he looked solid in the first period which was good looked solid in second fucking tj brody own goal was actually hilarious the face he made when he scored the own goal too i was uh, like brody and tj it's so bad that tj scored that goal because like tj is probably one of our best defenseman (laughs) and it was literally like he got his 300th career point and like six seconds later own goal in the fucking heritage classic like jesus christ 
I'm like, yeah, I'm like the so, big, on this big hyped event. Oh my yeah. god. And then, and then after that, it was just like regular Mrazic. Like, I'll just flop around in the crease and see what I can stop. <laughs> Do you hear him say being like, I thought my goalpost was off on one of those goals? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean you thought your goalpost is off? Like, right. And I love how, like, I swear to Christ, like every post game he's done in the past week, he's been like, yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't uh, play as good as I wanted to. And it was like, okay, then do better. And I'm like, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. I do better than you. Anyways, so I won't be slanderous or anything, but like, Peter, thank you so much for your time. Loved you as a Red Wing didn't work out i will wish you all the best on your way but i yeah. can i can no longer do this anymore yeah. peter brazic no he seems like a great dude just he's not the goalie for this team yeah listen if, if they face the sabers again just can you can you like start him again honestly they won't listen it was a fun time i i enjoyed myself and I, I, it's just awesome to see my team win, especially in an outdoor facility. Yeah, it must be nice so, to see your team win. Must feel yeah, really um, good to see your team win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's nice to see the prospects do well, the players do well. And I had fun. Thank you, Peter Mrazek. And uh, I know we're going to talk about this later, but uh, uh, you got to at least admit with uh, the whole Matthew stuff that. Yeah. Two things I gotta say. One, Ramsa Stalin's toughness is he's a tough guy because he took that cross check like a man and he didn't sell it. He yeah, was- Austin Matthews is a big dude too. Like he's a strong mm-hmm. player. He's, he's like dude. six three, two hundred yeah, six three, two hundred twenty pounds. And Dolan it, he's a fantastic player and it, it I got hyped when I saw him take it like like very well. But and two, for the suspe- the suspension that was brought on with Matthews, it goes to show how inconsistent the punishment system is for the NHL. Oh, 100%. Which and I also think too- is why everybody's so fucking pissed off, right? It's, it's like, like, it should definitely, like, the action should have been penalized. No fucking question. I saw somebody tweet. They were like, what was it? It was like, yeah, when you cross-check somebody in the head in 4K on national television, you should definitely, definitely get some friggin' punishment for that. So I agree, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's yeah. just the lack of consistency across the board. Matthews, not a repeat offender. This was his exactly. first offense. First offense. Ever. Wild first shit. offense ever. And he gets a two-game suspension for cross-checking to the head when every single other time there's been a cross-checking fine, it's a cross-checking punishment, it's been $5,000 fine. Yeah. And I just think that, like, I get, like, if you want to send a message, but, like, why didn't you send a message with any of the others? And also, you know what happened? Like, Marcus friggin' Felino is just kneeing people in the gut every yeah, five right? seconds. Like- Tom, Tom Wilson was destroying everybody on the Rangers. And I know you're a Tom Wilson fan. Don't don't get mad at me. But Tom, like, I'm just saying this as an example. But Tom Wilson, you know, going after all the Rangers players sort of grit, and yet the Rangers are fine more than uh, the Tom Wilson was. And they had a good reason to get, like, fine more. But come on. Tom Wilson should have gotten more of a punishment for the shenanigans he did in that playoff game. Like, no disrespect. I know, I know you're a Tom Wilson No, fan. it's okay. It's all right. This is an open forum. It's and Forbes right. is like, Forbes is like, I know that Tom Wilson pulls shenanigans. Like, she yeah, acknowledges he has, exactly. he does this pull shenanigans. This is my shenanigans. brand. 
Listen, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, yeah, I'm just throwing out as an example, so don't get mad. I no. for Tom shenanigans. <laughs> but yes, also, too, I, I think it. it's important to note, so, like, okay, I have two points. One, it's important to note that that cross-check to the head does not happen if the refs call the initial Darlene cross-check. No Darlene cross-checked Matthews, like, three times, and the ref was, like, right. nothing. And Listen. if the refs call that cross-check, it never happens. I'm a Sabres fan, like, and I love Darlene. I think he's going to be a great player for us, but come on. You know what you did. You cross-checked the guy. Uh, but Darlene was tough. He did. But officiating's been an issue uh, for many, many years for hockey to the point where I legit, like, when I see a bad officiating call, I call it ref talk. Because uh, of the, so for football during the uh, Rams and uh, Rams Saints game, you know, you probably don't know this, but. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving a quick explanation. He's easily a penalty. Uh, it costed them a chance for the Saints to go to the Super Bowl and Rams win the game. I legit called that a heinous ref ball, and I, I will never forgive the NFL for that. And I have a thing where for different sports, I call like for hockey, it's ref puck because it's a, you know, it's not a ball, it's a puck. And yeah. when the faulty officiating happens, oh, that that's heinous ref puck right there. Like if they don't call it, but but it's, even in the Islanders Panthers game years ago, I was using it when the Islanders uh, when Wong was still the owner, uh, and you know uh, the Panthers were getting faulty by fishing. I said that that is one of the biggest ref puck games ever. But yeah, come on, the refs the refs got to they got to pay more attention to what they're doing. Like honestly, at this point, like here's the thing. I, I under like officiating needs to change. I honestly get it. But at this point, complaining about the officials, I'm like, you just look like you don't watch hockey because officials don't call shit. And we just yeah, need yeah. to get used to that. Like, it's not that I think we should be compliant. I think we should always call it bad officiating. But I see Leafs fans being like, it's all the officials' fault. And it's like, yeah, no not shit. Only, they they that, do this all the time. Like, you have that, to just get used to it. Not only that, but like, like I said, the psychosis thing, that that's also a bit of uh, the psychosis factor too. But Put yourself in their mind. Not only do they have to officiate a game, they have to skate, which is, listen, I've tried skating. <laughs> I've skated. I've, I've escaped with so many bruises and so many cuts. It's just not worth it. That's hard to do, but you have to be so focused to watch a hockey game. You got to call this, that, that. It's super hard to be an official, even in any sport too. Like for football, it's hard to, you know, sprint, call, play, right. Yeah. Be attentive there. But, well, I think that's also something that like, is kind of lost when you watch it on TV. And this is something yes. maybe you talked yes. about with Nick. It's so unbelievably fast when you're at ice level. You're like, holy Jesus yes. Christ. I, I've legit been um, like the by where the glasses at UBS Arena games, watching like these officials coach, watching these players play. I give so much respect to these guys. Yeah. Like it's again, I can't skate. So I mm-hmm. that's respect point number one there. Number two, yeah. the fact that they're able to do all this stuff and skating's just amazing. So, yes, their call may be ridiculous. And like I said with football, it, this is a terrible example of football for that game. I will never forgive the NFL for that game. You still got to keep in mind in like in their mindset, like, okay, they're here. They got to focus on this. They got to focus on that. They got to make sure everything's set up. They got to make sure that... It's also about communication, too, because keep in mind, they also have inside their helmets, I think they have a communication device or something like that where they can speak to each other. Or I think that's what they do. They have so much all put into one, and they have it put it on the ice, they put it on the court, they put it on the football or on the field. It's so like I get the reason why, like the officiating's like screwed all the time, and us as fans, we have that psychosis of 
it's all the officials' fault. It's this, this, that, this, that, that. But we got I just wish we had a little more respect for the refs a little bit. Like, I get that there's respect factor, but, like, just, I put myself in their mind, like, and see what they have to do. And it's hard being a, an official. It's hard being a ref. Well, I'll bring up too. Okay, one of the the funniest thing to me is like the the team over the past like three years has gotten the most calls on them is the Avalanche. Like they're the first most they get the most calls in their favor. Um, also, the like I love the Avs fans, but man, do they complain about a missed penalty at games? Like I know that other fan bases do this, but they are the most. Like they are everything, and I'm like, have you never watched a hockey game? They don't call shit. Like I'm sorry, I know that was a blatant trip, but like it didn't affect possession. So like, why would it? Why would they call it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like stuff like that where it was like, it just like, you you see that. But also too, in defense of Leafs fans, we are like one of the teams that's like lowest in calls in our favor. Like 29th, I think we've been like 29th for multiple years. And Austin Matthews has had six penalties called against him the entire season. Yeah. So I also understand where that anger came from in Matthews. Like he's getting abused in front of the net. He just had a penalty against him missed in the Arizona game. Like I get where that anger was coming from. He's probably frustrated as hell with how the game is going. Yeah. Uh, and all that combined, it's like the mega powers exploding. It's like... <laughs> He, he goes, like, he doesn't know what he's thinking. He's trying to go attack. And he, he, keep in mind also, Matthews has grit, too. He plays yeah, yeah. some grit as well. So you factor that in. It's just... It's, I appreciate you noticing that, that Matthews... I appreciate that you notice that Matthews has grit. Because a lot of team people don't notice how good he is defensively. Listen, listen I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fair guy when it comes to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm a fair guy. But yes, Matthews has a ton of grit, too. So. Love that. Thank you for saying that, sir. I needed that. I need that bolstering because people listen. are like, the Leafs are so soft. Matthews is so soft. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, no, he's not no. a soft player. No, no. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once or twice. That you've Love said Matthews that. is soft or that he's gritty? Just once or twice maybe was a little soft, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's in the past. Look, he, you know, he's there's... been throwing it around a lot lately, which I have loved to see because, yeah, yeah, he's a giant person on skates. So, like, why not? Yeah, he has you a big know body. My favorite brand, Maeve. What is it? Big boy hockey. Big boy hockey. <laughs> Hello. Hockey, in the not words of. Don't disparage anyone who's under 5'9 five, five, or under, but big boy hockey is the shit. <laughs> hockey 5'9. Uh, yeah, but my thing about the refs is like these people, need, like these fuckers, need to be accountable. That's why I would like to see like a yeah. post game interview where you're like, "Oh yeah, I didn't." Uh, I didn't see yeah. it. Honestly, if you're like, and I didn't I know see that it. A lot of it will just be like repeat boilerplate of exactly what you're talking about, Nicholas. It's like it's so fast. I just I was looking at this guy or something, but like, man, just there has to be a little bit more. And I think yeah. that even that tiny little bit of accountability. Maybe things would tighten up. I I, I I 100% agree with you. And I remember, like, I, I just wish there was that accountability. I remember years ago, I forgot what team it was, but uh, there was a story in baseball. One of the pitchers was going to have, like, a no-hitter. And the guy made the bad call. Uh, I forgot what his, I forgot what the team or the umpire was. But that umpire, basically, after the game said, I made a bad call, I made this. It's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life, you know. This, this, that taking accountability. Next game they play with him, pitcher comes up to him, you know, pats him on the head, saying it's all right, you know, this, this, that. I just wish there was more accountability for officiating, not only just in hockey, but in all sports as well. 
because mm-hmm. come on listen yes it's human error and you'll say oh i didn't see it that that means you don't care you don't want the game to grow mm-hmm. and it's not me it's just you know bang bang play but if like i just wish there was more accountability and listen some of the I'm not saying all refs have this because I don't believe it, but some refs have egos. They, they like, yeah. they believe no, they're all right. That, oh, you're, no, it's not you, it's me, I'm right. It's, even if it's a miss, no, it's not my fault, it's the timing's fault. But keep in mind with the officials, too, like, I just wish there was that hint of accountability and whatever they do, like, training-wise for officials, because I know each league does a little bit of training. I wish it was, like, an accountability sort of thing of how you like train these guys to take accountability i mean they're not going to do it and i get why because you know money but <laughs> uh <laughs> but I, yeah you're right i just wish there was that hint of accountability yeah mm-hmm. no i agree sure. i fully agree and i think also too like you're human you have biases like you can admit and you can say hey i missed this or like hey like i think there does need to be more example i think there i think what you were saying about egos is really true i think when mm-hmm. especially when you're in that position of authority when you're a ref and especially some of those refs who've power, been there for a while power, yeah power can change a person yeah the amount of power right. someone has can change a person like officials that they have a power on the players yeah coaches they have a power on the uh, with the players medical staff they have power against players of course i sadly we figured that out with what happened with chicago they have yeah. power. Uh, the ownership has power on, like, coaches. Uh, you know, it's like the pyramid of power. Yeah. Well, and then that's the thing with, like, officials. Like, I don't know. Leafs fans, we love to complain about Graham. <laughs> Our dear friend Graham. Yeah. Uh, because Sheldon Keith yelled at him and was like, what the fuck, Graham? And I was like, yeah. Sheldon, go off. But, like, I think that's fair. Like, I mean, okay. Um, if I was a ref, I would have a really hard time um, refing Boston Bruins games fairly. Montreal Canadiens games, I'd probably have trouble refing them fairly. And that's because I'm a fan. And I think there's probably refs who grew up hockey fans. There's probably refs who grew up disliking a certain team or a certain player. And, and so it's like, you gotta, you gotta examine that in yourself and be like, how is like my childhood fandom? Like, because it, well, I'm super unbiased now. But like, I understand, like, I give a lot of teams the benefit of the doubt that I don't give that same benefit of the doubt to the Leafs, and that's because I'm a Leafs fan. And so I think that's just, like, a thing, is you have to be reflexive. Like, you have to understand, like, I, you know, oh, I grew up a Canadian fan. Maybe that's why it's really hard for me to ref, like, Leafs games. Like, I feel like you need that that moment of, like, oh, I grew up a, a, a Rangers fan. That's why it's really hard for me to ref Islanders games. Like, just stuff, like, I think, or, like, you know, Oilers flames like I just think there's like times where you need to be like oh I hated this team growing up and I that's why it's hard for me to ref these games and I have to be super mindful of my biases that I have from growing up and that's just my opinion keep in mind as well the great point as well there but some of these even sometimes with these officials they may not be the biggest in the hockey but where they live is going to have a bias yeah let's just I'll give you an example like let's say the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, yeah. No offense to Penguins, but let's just say they lived in the uh, Pittsburgh area, and they're officiating a Flyers game, and let's say like they're, you know, going in games on, and you're gonna have a hate towards the Flyers. You're gonna have that like, you know, you know that like, what's it called? Drive did not have the Flyers win. That's what power mm-hmm. sometimes does. Like yeah. you have that power to go over people like that, and it's so intoxicating too. Yeah. 
power factor with these officials. But I, like I said, I just wish they had accountability. We'll see what happens, how they change it. I doubt little will be done. No, they're not going to change anything, please. No, no. they're not going to change anything. Oh, Over- you know what? My other huge, like, big fucking ref, you know, hot hang up from this week was they broke up a goalie fight in Detroit oh. this week. Fuck that, man. Cam Talbot was ready to go and I wanted to see it. We and love a goalie like, fight. No. You know how much we love a goalie fight in this house. Exactly. We love Come a goalie on. fight in this house. Exactly. The two things that we love most, the refs are always ruining. Penalty shots. Never get them. Goalie fights. They break them up. What the Line brawls? Break them up. Exactly. Uh, oh, it was kind of a line brawl. There was kind of a line brawl in that Minnesota game. I, I have gone through line brawl withdrawal. I, uh, I just want line brawls, like, all the time. Like, I'm like, I love it. The drama. But no, Once I think... Once again. Yeah, anytime, any goalie fights are, uh, are spectacular. I remember back in the day when uh, Tim Thomas, who was the goalie of the uh, Boston Bruins, and Sean Avery had their feud. And oh, I my God. I think <laughs> Sean I Avery. Oh, uh, uh, Sean... No. Uh, and I remember during practice one time, Sean Avery, because he's Sean Avery, hits Thomas and warm-ups like in the head with the stick on obviously on purpose thomas just rips his mask off comes right after avery they as, have, he, like, should. as <laughs> he should as he should that's like should. the correct response to sean avery right. honestly no, the point is thomas thomas he's like the gritty gold t- i used to call him the gritty goaltender like he was Love so that. gritty and was willing to get into a fight for his team carrie price is like that goaltender yeah. Car- carrie carrie price is like that and who knows if Carey Price will play this year? I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he's okay mentally. Okay. Yeah, with, poor guy. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it sucks that, that like you never want to hear something like that. And I'm glad he's taking the steps to fix himself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You know, all everything for me. To all do. that jazz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All that. I hope he's all right. But Carey Price is yeah, definitely a gritty, gritty goal. Yeah, he'll he probably because he has to carry the Montreal Canadiens for so long, but he's like, fuck you. No one's gonna help me. I have to help myself. Right. But yeah, so speaking of goalies, there's a lot of teams that need a goalie at this upcoming deadline. I would say probably the Wild need a goalie. Edmonton uh, needs a goalie. Edmonton needs a goalie. Uh, Leafs probably need a goalie. <laughs> okay we'll say okay so preface that by saying that friggin eric calgren's in net against dallas tonight we'll see what happens but i did see him give up six goals two weeks ago against like the abbotsford canucks or whatever the fuck it was so we'll see how it goes but i'm hoping that he'll at least be like a little tighter than Mrazic. But Maybe yeah, a 900 goalie? Can we get a 900 goalie? Oh my god. That's if we all gotta... I need to see. Oh my god, oh. do you even understand how feral I'm gonna go if this guy is like over 900? <laughs> also too, he shit. is so endearing with his- what, what were you thinking during that game? I don't know, I was thinking at all. <laughs> I was like, imagine, I was like this is what we imagine, no thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> imagine just if like, vibes. days come out and like, uh, not days come out, like days come later and we find out find out like Craig Anderson is now a Maple Leaf like imagine like the the, the text conversations oh I can't have that have. I would oh. have I can't that I can't no I don't I think Dubas would do it I don't think no, Dubas would do it I, yeah I know I'm just I'm just saying like <laughs> imagine if that was the case like yeah. 
imagine the, I, I'm not I'm just saying like not out of uh, this podcast but in this podcast the laughter we would have like oh yeah absolutely this podcast yeah, there aren't really any like great goaltenders on the market like besides Mark Andre Fleury I don't know we don't know if Fleury's moving at all or well his and his like, no movement clause is so tight. Yeah. And then also, too, he could literally just go, well, I'll retire. Like, he could pull a Spezza, where he's just like, if you trade me, I'll retire. I and like, I don't think he's going to do that. I, I think, think he, so. I think he wants to keep playing, too. So I don't think he'll do it either. But he could, he could threaten see, it. At this point, I feel like he's like, if I fuck with this organization enough, I wonder what will happen. I know. <laughs> I feel like, that's, again, it's a lose-lose for Chicago, right? Because yeah. if they don't it's trade perfect. him for assets. Also, like, I can't have Flurry retire in a fucking Blackhawks jersey. No. We cannot allow this. No. No, I don't want that to happen. But like, yeah, he could probably end up at the Wild or... I don't know. Yeah, but hey, on the, bright side for, on the bright side for Chicago, at least they have their first round pick this year. Oh, wait. Yeah. They don't oh. have that. Because yeah. they traded oh, it for Seth Jones, who they paid $9.5 million, oh, who makes more God. than Kale McCarr, who is... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but, oh boy! They—they're gonna have to be lucky if their pick is either first or second or roll that pick goes into next year. And I hope that if if that happens, I can't wait to continue using my 08 Joe because this is gonna be a long-term rebuild. For yeah. The Hawks. Mm-hmm. Not, not just and that's what they the deserve. Ice, not just on the ice, but off the ice with you know, oh, like I said earlier with that. So much more critical than the on ice thing right now is for yes. them to burn the skeleton of that organization yes. right to the ground so, and yeah, redo yeah. it all. Yes. Re- re- bring it back. Like do, change yeah. the logo. Change like again, I showed I don't know if uh, Forbes, have you seen the like Blackhawks Hawk logo? No, yeah, I haven't. that's beautiful. That was I, I showed I, I showed Nicholas yeah. it because it was so cool. Beautiful. I was like, you have to see this. One second, let me just pull it up real quick. Nation's artist in Quebec. Oh, sick! Oh, yeah. Isn't that so before. sick? It is. Sorry, so sorry, listeners, you cannot tell what we're showing, but go look we'll up Blackhawks. Don't worry. Black Blackhawks bird logo. Look that up. It is so sick. It was designed by a First Nations artist in Quebec. So like, it is cool, and it's it keeps that colorway. I do think like I don't. Like obviously the Blackhawks logo is not okay, but mm-hmm. like the colorway of like the red and the green and the brown and the orange is really cool. Yeah, so you know, you know something that's really cool, like I even though it's not uh, in hockey for, for football, the Seattle Seahawks. It was the, their logo. If you look up uh, Seattle Native American art, that's how they got the Seahawks logo. It yeah, it's like Amer- yeah, it's, it's indigenous. It's so cool. Yeah, like that logo is awesome. I would love it. If, well, we'll see if the trademark stuff happens because I don't know the laws. Like, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, I would love to see that logo be utilized by the Blackhawks. Oh, it's fair, so though, There's a lot going on right now in the NHL with like hiring queer designers, hiring designers of colors to do these logos. Like Joe did the Rivets logo and then Riveters, got yeah. Neo to do the Pride Night jersey. <gasps> yes. The Canucks pretty sick. The Canucks Pride Night jersey. I don't know if if you saw this, but let, okay, let me see if I can find a close up picture of it. The problem with this is that somebody posted a picture of those jerseys like in the store and they were 650. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I hope you guys fucking paid Mio a hundred grand if you're charging six fifty for these jerseys. Like, what the fuck? Also, like, 
who? Uh, I'm like, I'm the gonna, hell that I'm gonna die. Your- Hockey is for everyone, unless you're poor. Fuck. Six. But here's the logo. Jersey. You can't really see, but it's like it's all embroidered. So all this design, you see, like how it like has like the ocean and the things, like all that. That's all embroidered. So it's like three dimensional. You can see all these designs. I don't know. It's the yeah. glare's kind of bad. But yeah, look. Go look up the Canucks Pride jersey. Thatcher Demko's jersey from that night sold for two. Like game his game worn jersey sold for. Uh, two, sorry, $272,500. Yeah, where's that money going to? I would like a follow-up on that. Oh, I'd like, God. I mean, because, like, I was, like, I was, There's like, There's a lot of queer kids on the street in Vancouver. It better be going to, to a them. fucking organization. A proper... Yeah! Like, mm, mm. No, it should be, and I agree. I'm following I mean, this money. This you're is following this money. For the rest of the season. Yeah, me, like, selling those jerseys for $650 is ridiculous, because I would love one of those jerseys. Like, I would love a Demco one of those jerseys. I don't think they gave Warren one, but, I like, again, I love the skate jersey. Vancouver has some good jerseys, that jer- but that Pride jersey was beautiful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but anyway. So, anyways, my point was there could be room for an Indigenous artist to, like, make design an actual the- legitimate change. Yes. Yeah, because it seems like the steps are the wheels are in motion. Maybe. Yeah, I would um, love to see so the Blackhawks change their logo. And um, okay, so like other teams that need uh, other goalies that are available, maybe Braden, hopefully, but probably not no. because the Stars. Yeah, the Stars are going on a run, so I don't or like they're trying to make the playoffs. So like they're not selling. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to sell the deadline. They're which not is going to. And if he was for sale, he'd go home to Washington. Braden, come back. <laughs> It's okay. He'll come back someday. Oh, uh, come back. And then they say Varlamov might be up too from the oh, Islanders. Oh yeah. Right. He, he well he's he's been terrible for the Islanders this year. For, well, one I've seen him play. He's not been good this year. <laughs> uh, two. Well, two. Uh, the problem is I don't know what his cap hit is right now. I forgot. Uh, he has a big cap hit, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, you, they, Islanders may have to trade a pick to do that, but listen, I don't know what the Islanders are going to do. Like, uh, I say I, they I hold think, tight. I, I think, think they should. I think, I think this I, season's a fluke. Well, we'll, we'll I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, unless no, they're, they're not. A big run. I don't see they're going to do how they're going to do it. But then again, stranger things have happened in in this league. Uh, the Lightning went. Uh, got swept by uh, Columbus who uh, then lost all their three players the next season and they actually <laughs> they didn't have a bad season the next afterwards but uh, point being is anything could happen it's all luck I'm not ruling them out completely but if, if there was one player they have to get rid of it's, listen it's Varlamov if not they're going to buy him out he, he's just not been performing yeah Varlamov well, that's he the thing he could be good though that's the crazy that's the part. thing but yeah, yeah, he could be good. Well, and also too, I know that like Barry Trotz is like, I need both my goalies, and so I don't think if you're like if you're Lou Merrill, I mean like I guess Lou Merrill could say fuck you and just trade him because I feel like that's something yeah, do he could he do. Yeah, because Lou does whatever he wants. Um, but I still feel like they wouldn't trade him if Barry Trotz is being like, I don't want him traded. And also too, I do think this season is a fluke. I do think the Islanders back bounce back next season. Like you don't have this like their arena wasn't finished. They were playing on the road for the first like. I don't remember how many games, like eight games, and everyone got COVID. So, like, yeah. I do think that the season was kind of fluky for them, and I they, like a bunch of people were injured. And then they lost Matt Barzal. Do you remember they lost Matt oh, yeah. Barzal? Like disappeared. That, that was so that, funny. That outbreak was a big, 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 big negative for them. And yeah. mm-hmm. it was it, it. I'm not gonna say it ruined their season because I don't like think it did. 
but it had a big effect on them this season. Well, we've uh, seen what getting COVID does to a team. Like the Stars last year have they got COVID and were like horrible after a cup run. You know what I mean? You know what the big problem with the Islanders is, and, and this is just my opinion, but they don't have speed. And mm, that's true. They, yeah. They, they, what the Vegas Golden Knights showed us, speed kills in this league now. And another thing also, the Islanders could use some accurate shooters as well. They really have not been shooting well as well. But they. the point is, in this new league now, you need speed. Like, it's not even an option. Vegas showed us how speed was. I keep, I keep saying this. The Kraken messed up their uh, expansion draft by not going after speed. And well, I'll, I'll put a spoiler out there. Their worst pick I think I've ever seen was Gavin Bayreuther, who wasn't even any good in the AHL. Mm-hmm. And when he, he, he they didn't resign him, he went back to Columbus. It was a wasted pick. But my God, they they didn't take Tarasenko. They could have taken Tarasenko, and they yeah. didn't take Tarasenko. They could have had Carey Price and Tarasenko. Like well, what? The, the, the Carey Price thing, I get because of the cap. Hit, Wait, but... Price wasn't protected? No, no, he wasn't protected. You don't remember this? He wasn't protected at all. Why didn't I remember that? It was because oh the, that was like because uh, it was like Price was unprotected. Then the like the freaking Montreal Canadiens just drafted Logan Mayu, who's like a sex offender, oh. and then they like yeah, and then uh, what's and then they like and then the Kakanyemi waiver thing happened where yeah. he got claimed oh, right. by Carolina. Yeah, or not waiver. Sorry, not waiver. Uh, offer sheet where he was offer sheeted by Carolina and he went to Carolina, and that all happened. And then like Carey Price being like Carey Price being unprotected, and then like. His wife was like, don't worry. It's like all going according to plan on like her Instagram. And I only know that because someone posted the screenshot on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it was like, but then like, obviously like he had, he was out. So maybe they found out that he was like injured and like going through some stuff. But I don't know. I still yeah. think, I know the cap hits ridiculous, but I still like, that's a franchise player. Like, well, think about Vegas. What did Vegas do? They built around their yeah. franchise goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury. Then they traded him for nothing. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> well, oh yeah, that's true. They did trade. They traded for nothing. God damn it! Yeah. Poor Mark. Poor Mark Andre yeah. Fleury. Poor Mark Andre. My boy. So, the thing about Mark Andre Fleury too was he was a part of the Penguins that almost went to Kansas City. The Penguins were almost on the move to uh, relocate to Kansas City, and he was a part of that team. Luckily, that never happened. Yeah, because they got crappy. Really? Yeah, Fleury, and they got Sidney Crosby, and that changed their entire. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was yeah. way back. I was like, "Oh yeah." Yes. See, look, look. I'm 21, but I do know my history. Uh, <laughs> uh, but point is, uh, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury. I, the thing is, though, it will, like, is no no trade clause. I, even though you guys want him in Toronto, I doubt he goes to, to Canada. No, he's not going to come I, here. And like, no, quite yeah, frankly, like, I don't really want him here. Like. I okay, do, but do the, I? But I the Campbell Flurry tandem. Yes, the no, Campbell Flurry tandem. That. The, that's the like best tandem in that's the best tandem in like vibes of goaltending yeah. you could possibly get. <laughs> like the nicest tandem. Like give a little yeah. like rascal and like a sweet boy, and that's your mm-hmm. tandem. Sorry, I, I love that idea. Like, but no, I don't know what how Toronto's gonna get a goalie, how they're gonna get I, honestly, I wouldn't mind if they traded for Vamelka in uh Arizona. Yeah, that's not a terrible 
Well, Arizona is Why? Why is everyone from Arizona? We can't have only coyotes here. Well, we want to make sure we want we want to make sure that the yotes um, that we bring Arizona to Austin Matthews, so he stays here. Yeah, apparently. No, 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 no. No, the yotes want to stay in Arizona and play in a five thousand seater stadium where, you know, college students. I know they're never going to do this, but just relocate the team. Not it's while Gary Batman is in charge. Yeah, Gary no, Batman. not while Gary lives and breeds. And also not before we fucking go to Arizona for spring training next year because we need to get into that arena. So Yeah, we have so many good. travel plans yeah, sports yeah, that yeah, I have to go to. You mean the Arizona spring State break campus? 2023. Yes. We are going to Arizona State. We are going to watch a game. It's going to be great. It's going to be sick. We're going to have so much fun. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a great place to see a hockey game. Like, I know the venue is going to make no money, but it's going to be fun to watch. Like, it's going to be such a cool I would, arena. I would, I would definitely love to go to Arizona and, like, watch a game there. Yeah. Got to say. It'd be fun. It. For the fun of it. I know. Because I, yeah. The only winners in this is Arizona State. Uh, yes. They, Possibly Phil Kessel tickets. wins here, too. Bill Kessel always wins, I feel like. Yeah. Bill Kessel comes up. Ever since, he got traded, winning. ever since he got traded from Toronto, I think he's always been coming out on top. Yeah. Like, you that remember, man is winning. Do you remember the story why they traded him? Because, like, coach didn't like him eating so many hot dogs after games. It was it was it was a Steve Simmons. Okay, Steve, I don't know if you're familiar with the Toronto media, Nicholas, but yeah. Steve Simmons is a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> he's the worst reporter. And he, he was the one who reported that, that, like, that story and it actually turned out to be completely false because like the, the like so-called hot dog stand where he went where phil kessel went like was actually nowhere near where phil kessel actually lived yeah and uh, another thing too even though it, like he, yeah that was a bad report but even if that was true it's just a freaking hot dog what's the problem with them having it he's an athlete you these know, guys need these guys need calories bro yeah, he like, can do whatever he wants he's phil the throw kessel okay yeah uh, it, it, I do just, remember though there was one summer like close to the end of his like Toronto career where someone in like just before preseason they were interviewing him and they're like how many times did you skate this summer Phil and he was like twice <laughs> and I was like holy fuck I was like yeah oh, Phil did not give a fuck I love I it twice this but summer, the, thing with Phil, like, the thing with Phil Kessel I don't think he's gonna leave Arizona like no no of reasons. one Arizona's like say what you want about how they're bundling the cap they don't want to go under like underneath the salary cap yeah because then you get punished because like yeah because you get punished well john chica didn't realize that and <laughs> you know how that's you remember how uh the combine uh oh my god no john chica i actually like john chica was just like really screwed the like he really just screwed the yotes and was like peace out i'm getting a new job like that's no, what he did i don't know if that's like the combine too like no, like no, i don't that, know that was that was one of those just a mess that well Arizona is a mess. Like, I was is say, currently is was. During the John Chaco years, I legit, like, said how to not use analytics during the Arizona Coyotes. Because that, they, except for a few moves that they did, like the Ronta move, which was pure analytics, uh, they really didn't use, do moves that were, like, analytically helpful. They, they had, like, the idea of what a prospect could be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, like trade deadlines coming up. Vimelka looks like I, I just think he'd be a good backup option for the Leafs because he's played he well in a lot of games. Sure. Yeah, and I think if you have a better team in front of him, like oh, he probably could do something. So yeah. I, I, I think I think the Leafs probably are going to go after a defenseman. I really hope they go after a defenseman. They get just some defenseman that's decent. I, mm-hmm. I just yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and that's like, obviously we'll come back after the trade deadline because it's a week out and we'll tell you what everything happened. But I think six that, days. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited to see what happens. The Avs have already made my life a living hell with their all their trades right now. Jesus Christ, Joe Sack, wait till I'm out of class before you make a trade. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's, I think we're going to call that it for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. So of course we're going to plug some stuff. So obviously you can follow this, uh, this, this podcast at pick a team pod one on Twitter. Um, I'm at Cecilia Mabe on Twitter. You can find my writing at the more than sports podcast network. Forbes is at Forbesilla and Nicholas, do you want to plug your stuff? I don't have a Twitter, so I don't really need to do that. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can search my name as a smallest for uh, LinkedIn. I'm on more than sports. Uh, I write for them. I write for Blitzalytics, which is mainly on the football side, but still some of you guys are football fans. Definitely need to check out. Uh, thank you guys so much for allowing me to be on the podcast. I had a great yeah, time. Yeah, thanks for being our first guest. I know. We're so happy yeah, to have yeah, you. I, I'm, I'm your first guest. You are, yes. first, you are our first guest. So and a welcome. Fan too, so and a Sabres fan. Thank you. Well, honestly, thank you for being like, well, because it's fun. Because then we got to talk about the Heritage Classic with both perspectives oh, here. So. Uh, it was a fun time for me. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> you were like, it was good. Because it wasn't just me and Forrest being like, I hate everything. We so, suffered yeah. so long. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Or we'll yes, come talk to you next week. Please. Also, listen to my episode on Upper Bowl GM. Upper Bowl GM. Last uh, Dance Avalanche. Avalanche. Yes, with Celia Mabe. It's it's dope. <laughs> it was it really fun to record. Was. I was super proud. I'll just say that while everyone can hear me how oh. proud it was. You're like, I was like, that's my girl. That's my star. The whole <laughs> I love you for like crying ugly tears of pride. <laughs> Stop. I love you so much. Okay, yeah. So anyway. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. Bye.